anecdotes for success. Level up with truth, meaning, trade-offs, perspective. All right, Matt, we have another uh, returner guest on now. This is this means we've been at this a little while. John Bloom, how are you? I'm great. Nice to see you guys. You too. Good to see you. I'm, I'm glad you're coming on because recently you uh, Zoomed with my class. I mean, we don't have the budget to fly in from Chicago to New York <laughs> for a class <laughs> event. Someday, maybe someday. Uh, and I'll give the direct you, – you called what you talked to my class about uh, – the five ways to win at life in easy mode. I mean, you know, yeah, I, I love that. I thought before me and Matt start talking, you'd give us the quick couple minute rundown of those five things and we can dissect them any way you want. Perfect. No. And Matt, great to see you. Coach Rich, all love. Um, you know, <clears throat> on Twitter, everybody does things I wish I knew at 20, 25 or whatever. So I was, you know, Paul's like, Hey, you know, I I've been busy this year with the new, with a lot of new things. So I finally had a chance to catch up with the class. And uh, <clears throat> these are things I wish I really knew at 18, or at least I understood them. At least I applied them. So I, I mix some financial stuff in there too, but it's really about creating opportunity for yourself. And uh, so number one was, you know, pay yourself first, officially mm -hmm. called the reverse budget. I'm such a fan of this because it kind of guarantees positive cash flow. Um, but I also said, extend that for time extend that for health, you know, extend that for knowledge. So, you know, the, the thing I remembered in the second class was, and I forgot in the first because I haven't done it in a while, is, you know, I think one of the key tenets of, of, our, of our course together is that people are assets. And, yeah, it's a little bit cliche, but you're an asset. Treat your life like an asset. You're the advocate. So it begins by paying yourself first with time and, you know, energy and protecting yourself, right? So I think that's number one. You start there. As, regardless of, like, your – obligations to work or school or athletics like you have to find time for self-development period okay and doing that financially will really help right uh number two which you guys know and i mean it's a you know the rolodex is around the phone now right and your net your, your network your network is your net worth i mean especially as you get older you know and, and i tried to say look you know you'd be surprised about uh in real life too you know, like I know Matt, I know you're more in real life and I'm kind of half and half, but like I got a bunch of guys in their 60s that are in construction. You know, I, they're like, they're pitching me side ideas. They want me to do sales for them, you know, and I could do it in a heartbeat. They'll train me like real money. So like, it's funny how like the better your network is, people will just bring you ideas. Like I always pitch a ton of ideas in December for the year. Matt, Paul, I'm sure you guys have it too. So, but you got to build that. You got to nurture it. And I said, you know, you know, they, and this is what I tell my 14 and 12 year olds too. So everything I'm saying is how I raise my kids, like make your connections, you know, leverage your parents network, you know, find people that are doing stuff you think is interesting, you know, get an internship, pick their brain, take them out to lunch, like whatever, and just keep going because you, we want to add opportunities for success each and every, uh, along the way. Right. So that was number two. Your network is your net worth. Uh, number three is probably my second favorite financial term outside you know outside of the habit of paying yourself first it, it's opportunity cost and i feel like there's different ways to show it um tra traditionally it's pick investment a pick investment b whichever one does better you lost on opportunity cost 
Um, <clears throat> I extend that to spending because I feel like money only spends once. I said that too. And you have to pick where you want to spend. Do you need something now? Or do you want to go to that concert in three months? Now, here's where <clears throat> I go a little bit further. I think the true definition of opportunity cost for all investors, actually, and Matt, I'm sure you know for business too, it's like, it's your spend versus your investing. That's the, tr to me, that's the best opportunity to come off. Once you realize what your money can do, all of a sudden your spending gets so much easier and tighter because you don't want to waste it. You don't want to waste it. So I love, I love opportunity cost. That was number three. Um, <clears throat> I'm into the Jeffrey Arnett model of emerging adulthood lately. Uh, I have a colleague, uh, Dr. Carey, and she has a lot of content on that. And I want to bring that into uh, maybe talk about our Life Essentials University later. You know, I'd love to have you guys in on that. Um, but number four is decision making. And, you know, you, you don't have to be perfect in your decision making, uh, but you want to get better at it. Right. So um, <clears throat> we talked about the challenges of the instant gratification culture. Uh, we talked about how, you know, things that don't what really matters, how much noise they're being presented with. Um, you know, slowing down, doing research, not rushing, you know, maybe embracing stoicism a little bit, you know, how everything they're going through, we went through, but in different mediums, so that type of stuff. And, you know, one of the, one of the kids asked a question on decision-making, um, you know, and I, you know, I don't know, you guys probably know this stuff, but I, I like to think of there's tasks that require thinking and there's tasks that require processing. And once you get your head wrapped around that and you're just processing work, that shouldn't be taxing you mentally and that it should create more room for good decisions. That's being organized. That's having systems. So uh, decision-making is a big key to becoming a independent adult and, and, and managing life. Uh, number five, finally is, uh, you know, leaning into your areas of happiness, you know, managing self, right? Like you've done the work, you know what you like, you know, you like to go fishing, you like to play sports, you like to, you know, you're a foodie. You can have a bigger budget there. You can, spend more of your time there because you know you like it, right? And maybe branch out. Um, I feel like happiness is not about the number. It's really about knowing self, you know? So I try to get that in their thing. And not everything's going to make sense right away, but I, I think they're they're more than capable. So that's kind of what we went over. <laughs> what do you think, Matt? Uh, it's, I, I love it. First of all, it's, it's mm -hmm. awesome. There's so many things within here which you, you know, would, would expect to hear. I mean, First of all, John, why? Why develop the list? Uh, you know, I, I do financial literacy, but it's kind of boring after a while. And, you know, money's important, but we don't live our lives. You know, one of the fortunate things about being successful is that, you know, you, you create more moments to do what you want. Like for Paul and I, that's coaching. You know, I know you're busy in your businesses, but I know you have a life outside of your business, right? So this is, this is the stuff that hopefully gets people to live their live their lives where they want to be. And I am, you know, how much time do you want to talk about, you know, personal savings rate and net, you know, and net profit and economics, right. inflation, like it yeah. just gets, it's boring for me to present it all the time too. So, yeah, that, that, you know, that's an interesting answer because when, so, first of all, a bunch of things that you, you have on your list here, and I was making notes as we we're going, you know, kind of fall into our four, four pillars, wouldn't you say, Paul? And, 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 and you know, and, and, I think the same way. It's like, you know, it's, it's kind of boring to talk about as much as I love it, business and money and this and that. It's kind of like, 
No, at the end of the day, I want uh, our four pillars are based on decision making, John. It's all about good decision making. And you, number four for you was decision making. You talked about decision making there, and I just jotted next to it, you know, the four pillars. And and I just think it's interesting that you know we're all you know on the surface it's like I want to build a business, I want to invest, I want to this, I want to that. But it's at the end of the day, it's kind of all comes down to. You know what? I want to make good decisions. I want to make other. I want to have other people make good decisions so they can live the kind of life they want to live. And it's, I, I, I kind of inherently feel that's what I want. And it's interesting. That's why I asked why because it's kind of what you just said. I just, I, I think, I think maybe at the end of the day, that's kind of what we're all shooting for in some sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're all old enough to appreciate a simpler life, right? And and to tell younger people that good decision-making makes your life easier. I mean, that helps give them context, right? Like, and yeah. I even, I even talked about, you, you can't be so selfish about today. You know, like for example, you could live on 80% of your money. You could live on 60% of your money. Maybe you can yep. live on 95% of your money. You don't need everything, not discussed enough. So <clears throat> that's why I'm such a fan of stoicism right now, because I feel like that's the good counter for all this instant gratification, like getting, younger people to realize like, Hey man, you got to love your future self. You got to start doing something for the guy 10 years from now, or that girl from 10 years from now, you got to pay it forward. That's self-love. You got to do that stuff, you know, because it, when you're, when you're that young and I see with my own children, the time frames are so much shorter, you know, it's the days are longer. The, the weeks are longer. The years are forever, you know, and that's just the way it is. That's theory of relativity. Right. But, then eventually it shortens up. And next thing you know, you're 25, you're 30, you're 40, and you want to build that life. Uh, but how do you explain to a person who's trying to figure out what their date is next week, you know, or, or they have a, they have a, an athletic game coming up and they're nervous about it. So it, it, it's context. That's what's missing with these guys. I think context or perspective, <laughs> Paul, maybe as we would say, agreed. I, I, I made that note as well next to it. Tell, tell me about, tell us about stoicism. Like I, I'm not, I'm not an expert in that by any means. So <laughs> yeah, so I'm, tell me. I'm not, I'm not either. Um, I'm reading the daily stoic uh, Paul recommend. I love it. I read it's it just, last year and I, and yeah. I read it one page a day. I don't know how you're mm -hmm. attacking it. Uh, I'm probably behind a little. I'm probably a few days behind. So I am supposed to be doing one day. I like one day at a time. I, I love teaching and learning digestively, like small bits. And, you know, let is, me. Is that what it says? To read it one day at a time or one page well, you at could a time? Do it, you can do whatever you want, right? I'll yeah, go get so, it. Let me go get it. Let me yeah, get it. yeah. So it literally starts January 1st. Then it has a post January 2nd. And really? it gives it gives a quote from. Marcus Aurelius or any of the great Stoics, and then this yeah. Ryan Holiday interprets it his way and gives you a lesson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I, I like uh, so far. I like uh, Paul. You probably know. Say, but um, was it Epictetus or maybe that's Epictetus. it? I, I like him a lot. I just seem slave, to vibe. Yeah. I vibe with him a lot. I love his teaching. What, what, so what, they mix it up. What are we supposed to get out of this book? What What's it going to do? For it's. It probably well. What I I like me personally when I go back in history, I like seeing that the stuff that I'm dealing with, everybody else has had to deal with too, and it's really not a ton of unique things out there. So the fact that somebody from 2,000 years ago was, was contemplating the same stuff and the same struggles, I think that's yeah. amazing. I I even love that with with uh, you know Sun Tzu and some of the other stuff that we grew up with, right? John, I I read I love history, right? I'm right. reading right now. A book on uh, 
Thomas Jefferson and 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 I read I mean just I can go way back and go to to World War II I, I love World War II history I love a lot of different history but the one thing that you just said that I am just constantly fascinated with is the same problems or or, or things that human beings were going through human nature way back then we're still dealing with and and it, politically personally whatever it's just it blows my mind. I read it. I, I go, my, my God, yeah, this is insane. It, it gives a great <laughs> perspective, but um, that that is interesting. I'm glad you brought it up because I've never I've never said that. I don't think to anyone, but I see it all the time in my, in you'll my love historical it. reading. You, you'll love the the stoicism stuff's easy, but it just confirms a lot of what you already think. Hopefully, you okay. know. I mean, like, so you're a successful businessman, right? And that's amazing, right? But at some point in time you had to stop falling in love with money and put the money to work. And it, you, you lost attachment to money along the way because you, you were doing business. You understood, Hey, you know, that's the key. You know, that's, that's the stuff that we want to get them to understand, you know, like, yeah, John, you nailed it. And I kind of want to get into these one step at a time, okay, even though okay. I, I, it's my fault. I'm jumping around, but, but <laughs> go ahead. Can I, say oh. one thing quick? I, I think what's great about stoicism. I think today is, a time more than ever where people could use a little perspective. They think they oh, have all the oh, answers, oh everything right in front of them with the phone. And here we are talking about people, human nature wise, had the same problems 2000 years ago. Uh, Marcus Aurelius wasn't triggered by what someone said on Twitter to him, you, <laughs> right. you know, but, but he had different things that may have triggered him and he yeah. learned to deal with it and not react to it necessarily. Right. And people today don't know how to do that. So stoicism's incredible tool. I think it's an incredible tool for. Yeah, I mean, I'm begging my teenagers to read this. I'm begging them. I'm gonna, you know, maybe I'll have to lock them up and put them in a room to read it. Like whatever it takes, they're reading it. Like I'm not kidding. I, I, I wrote <laughs> it down. I'll I'll be buying it the minute yeah. we're done. We're, we're done with this. Right. Uh, it, you know, right. this tells you a lot about who I am. You know what the number one gift I got for Christmas, which I don't get a lot of gifts because we're not gift people, but I got like three different gift cards for, for um, Barnes and Nobles or anything to do with reading. You know, that's, that's all I, right. that's, that's all I really want. Um, hey, so, uh, real, real quick. I don't mean to cut you off, but shout out to Amazon. You guys were all old enough to remember when Amazon started as a bookstore, right? <laughs> Remember that when they took out Barnes and Noble and Bezos was just delivering books and look where we are now. Uh, unbelievable, they, amazing, huh? Amazing. Yeah, to, to you younger <laughs> folks, uh, do a little do a little digging on what Amazon actually was, right? It's not it was not the animal you you see today, right? It was a whole different ballgame. So so number one, you say pay yourself first, which which yeah. I think you said, hey, look, you know, it's cliche or whatever, but but um um without that you're kind of you're you, number three is 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 kind of out the window in some sense mm -hmm. um and and in any case we'll get to that but i think that kind of goes i don't want to say it goes without saying it's self-explanatory right but it's very difficult for people to do and and you kind of touched on it just a minute ago at some point i had to stop falling in love with money and look at that money and this kind of goes into our opportunity costs as well so i'm going to piggyback on it real quick just for my personal story but what i learned when i was depriving myself of 
of consumer goods and and even heat my apartment at the time. And I I, re, I tell this story. I turned my heat down to like sixty in the winter, and I told my daughter, "Hey, stick out a couple extra sweatshirts and shut up," because every one of those dollars that I spend on the heating bill are dollars that we don't. And I I say we meaning her and I because I I was. I was building this for us and, and that was right. very, I was very vocal about that when I was going through this and, mm -hmm. and, and it, she bought into it completely because of, for many reasons, but that was one of them. And it was an opportunity cost. So it, what we called trade-offs, right, Paul, in our, in our world, in our four pillars. So it was a trade-off and what I called it, John, and I made the note right when you were saying it, I called it and I still call it this to, the same thing to this day. I call it building my army. Those dollars are not there to be spent on sneakers and iPhones and 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 cool brands that people can you know can look at and think that I've that I'm now valuable in some way. Those dollars were put in to building my army, and that army was going to freak give me what I really wanted, which was my freedom. So I really looked at it in that kind of war like. Uh, uh, analogy. It was like, we got to build our army. and the, uh, Every dollar is a soldier, so every soldier we waste is, is hurting our army so that we can win what we want, which was our freedom. And and that just made sense to me, you know what I mean? It became very easy for me to look at it in that, in that manner. And when I did, and here I am, years and years later, I don't know, it's probably been 17, 18 years when I started this, in my mind, John, I don't, I don't I don't have any desire to consume that what I call crap anymore. You know what I mean? I it, once I got once I, you are you are older though. So like for us, we've done it. We've had twenty years of it. To, uh -huh. to I think for younger people, they want to flash, they want the cool stuff, but they maybe don't need to spend one hundred percent of their money on it. And maybe they start the path to get to where we are, and they can shave ten years off. You know what I mean? It is interesting. Yeah. Now, now for adults, I mean, look, I get clothes at Costco sometimes. I, if it's what I need, I I really don't care. I'm a dad. Like, nobody's expecting me to be stylish. I could care less what I look like. I still got the swag. It's just interesting. You know, it really is. And if you know yourself, it's easier not to waste money, right? So I appreciate it. No, sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. I want, yeah. no I've got, this is a discussion. <laughs> I'm glad you did. But that's what happened with me. And, and your point's a good one and one I haven't given a tremendous amount of thought to. So I'm glad you brought it up. As I got older, maybe it gets easier. Much easier. For, for those, for those, but to be fair, as I do think about it a little, I was single during all that time. So maybe looking a certain way maybe would have had a little more value to me, you know, in, in a sense. I don't know. I haven't thought about it too much. But once I started building my army, I started to see what I found was really important and where I wanted to go. Um, even in my, I was in my early thirties at the time, et cetera, et cetera. But that's, that's what happened for me. Yeah. Like, I, I, like for a little, little off topic, Paul, do I have a minute, Paul? You've got, yeah. So I have, you know, I, I work with people, you know, they ask me, Hey man, I want to, sorry, I want a second income or third income. One of my buddies wants to drive Uber and there's nothing wrong with driving Uber. He could also build a business. He's more capable of building a business. But for him, the small win is at least getting started, putting, yeah. the, putting the Uber hours in and getting momentum. So, like, that's the other stuff. With That's my hope on some of these habits and some of these, 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 these frames is, like, 
you start to see it materialize and progress, like you were saying with your business. And that's the key to a good decision. Like good decisions ultimately benefit your life, you know, and bad decisions ultimately hurt your life, but it's not always obvious, but then it just compounds. So that's, that's the thing I love the most about financial literacy is the way we teach it, Paul, like half the stuff transcends money anyway. Most of it does. <laughs> you know, like anyway. Yeah. So yeah, John, wouldn't you say? And I'm with you a hundred percent. Like, just get the small win. Just get the just get the little. That, that's how I. I, I love small I wins, man. I, I love small wins, ugly wins. Yeah, whatever. yeah wins exactly. and wins. Just just get the little wins there, and that's the momentum, yeah. and that's that's meaningful. I don't know how to quantify it, but I know it exists. You know, and yeah. and I'm yep. sure you do too. And, yep. and then if you take even that Uber money, let's use that example, and you don't go use it for video game systems and liabilities, you even put it, Paul, put it into, you know, so, some sort of financial uh, uh, vehicle and just extrapolate that over X amount of years doing that same amount of those small wins. And all of a sudden you've got you've got something and it's not the something to me that matters. It's what it does to your mindset all of a sudden. That's where, that's what matters. Amen to that. I mean, we don't talk about it enough, but like you don't want every decision you make to be because of the money. And no. you know, that sucks. That's limiting. Right. And, and you know, you you get to the point where, you know, you're doing a little bit better, you know, it starts with stability obviously, and then growth from there. And then, all of a sudden, you know, you can take a regional coaching job or, you know, you have time to give back. It's just amazing. And that's good balance, too, you know. So, um, yep. Uh, I mean, basically what you guys are saying, I mean, John knows every day at the same time I tweet the same thing. It just says stay consistent. And I don't even care if anybody on Twitter wants to see it. It, it reminds me to hold myself accountable. I have three non-negotiables I do every day before work. You know, two-mile run, an eight-minute workout, and some self-care, some study time or journaling. And, you know, on the weekends, I might do it before noon instead of before work or, or if I'm traveling. But I, I have, I mean, I'm just telling you guys now, I haven't missed that in 183 days since I started saying that wow. stay consistent. Whether I'm sick, whether I'm weather. I mean, you, you could do less for the day, but all those little wins, John and Matt, add up, right? And then it leads to this and the other thing. And But you have to stay consistent. You have to take action. You have to celebrate the small wins. And that's why you guys are two of my favorite people, because I know you guys do that. I knew I wouldn't get much in today talking with you two. <laughs> I'm okay with that. A good teacher. I'm just a facilitator today. No, Paul, uh, Paul that's, a great point. that's a great point, though. That's a great point. Whether anybody even sees your tweet or not is irrelevant. That's a, that's a Paul it. tweet. That's for Paul, yeah. really, at the end of the day. And the fact that you've been doing that 183 straight days or whatever, I mean, that is the foundation. Those are the building blocks to all the other good decisions, which you, which decision-making, which is number four on your list there, John. That's Those are the things that, that do it, you know? It's not – there's no there's – no Matt – there's no like moment. There's no like magic, you know? It's like so many people I talk to, they're looking for like this, this giant secret and there just mm -hmm. isn't. And, and, and I think people glamorize, you know, work too, you know, like, I mean, I go to work, there's work to be done. You know, trading's not glamorous. Like it doesn't matter. And then you just, you just accept that you have to do what needs to get done for that day. You do it. You don't make a big deal about it. You get it done and then you rest. Like, you're not in your own way. 
And this stuff like that is is the self-management stuff that leads to happiness. You're just getting shit done for yourself and it's a beautiful thing and you're progressing, you're building your brand, you know, or you're building your life, you know, and you do that. You're rocking. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of something. You guys familiar with uh, Jacko Willick? Yeah, Paul, you are. Uh, I don't. I don't know too much out of football and finance, really. That's you yeah. know, it's kind of my That's, area. Hey, <laughs> hey, those, hey, those are great areas, if you ask me. Ah, ah, Jacko's a uh, Jacko's a uh, former military and and just a he's an author and he's a consultant with business and and that kind of thing. You ought to just read them, check check them out. You you uh, will. You will yeah. be glad you did. But yeah. one of the things he says that I recall is he says, I, and I, I probably got it wrong, but the point is this. Uh, discipline is freedom. Basically, me yeah. sh- well, just what you said there, John. Hey, look, I show up every day. I put in the work. doesn't have to be glamorous. Look, I own, you know, my businesses. Is a, no one's going to – I've never looked at it as glamorous. It's part of the process. I show up, I do the work, and then the other thing, the good things come from it. The freedom comes from it. All the other things come from it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't. I used to be a 70, 80-hour-a-week guy. I'm not that guy anymore, and I, I'm glad. I don't want to be that guy anymore. Right. The discipline, the things I've put into place, what you were just saying, it just, it just hit me. That's what, what you're saying. That – People think freedom comes from not having to do anything. No, the freedom comes by doing the right things consistently and with discipline. It, and, it's earned. It's it's earned. It's earned with work. It's earned with it's earned with work. It's earned with income. It's earned with value. You know, and you do it. You know, because there are moments where you should bust your ass. There there are hustle areas. I, I'm in a hustle mode right now for the next month and a half, okay. and I have things that I I know what I'm doing. I have it all ready to go. I'm working it out, and then from there. Things will slow down. I just know where my deliverables are, what I need to get done. And that's just part of being a freaking adult. <laughs> yeah. Straight up. Agree you know? There's there's no like happiness and meaning. There's no time clock. Like, yeah, you 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 could enjoy your nine to five, but it isn't life fun when there's something you can work on any time of the day and be happy doing it. Like I yeah. mean, call it a side hustle or or just volunteering or, or whatever it is. I mean, I think that's kind of where happiness comes in. It's Matt and I always say it's not a destination. It's it's the process and the journey to get there. I, All the stuff you're talking about. Listen, I mean, I, I've been, I, I love this. This is like a little bit of a winner's circle here. But I mean, we've all done really cool shit. And we've all got the awards. And we've all won in business. And we've all won big games. And we've all done this stuff. And it's amazing. And then you realize, okay, I got to go do it again. I could do it again. And that's just the way it is because, like, success is a repeatable process. You know, once you understand it, it's not guaranteed, but you can put probability on your side, which is exactly what, you know, you guys are showing everybody. And, and that's how you go, right? I mean, just keep going. Um, I, as an adult, like, I'll call Paul, like, this weekend. Paul knew I was, like, in Nirvana in this, like, little uh, mountain in Wisconsin. I had nothing to do for, like, a day and a half. It was great. So, like, I feel oh, like I as feel a like – Sorry, as an adult, you you work really hard for moments. You know, you're not guaranteed the whole day anymore. You know, <laughs> John, is that what is that what you mean by number five? Manage yourself, and you said talk about yeah. happiness. I, I, Paul, and I kind of look at that as as meaning in some sense. I think there's, mm-hmm. I think they're basically the same thing. Is is that what you what? 
Yeah, experience. that's, you know, that's great. Cause that's a great example. Like I'm of the opinion that experiences, I'm a big experiences over stuff guy. Right. And so like, I want to go to concerts. I want to go to games. I want to do stuff with my kids. I want to go build those experiences. And to me, like last weekend, it wasn't the biggest mountain we were on, but we were all having a great time. Like we had our vibe and we, you know, that was amazing stuff, priceless stuff, you know? Priceless. So, you know, I love traveling. Some people don't like traveling, you know, or I don't know, but you should know what the hell you like at some point. <laughs> and one of the kids asked a great question because I think it was like, <clears throat> you should kind of know what you're doing by 25. It'd be great if you can get there a little bit earlier, but you don't have to have your life figured out, you know, and you can always pivot, especially with a good network. If you have a really good network, <laughs> you could pivot in a heartbeat, right, guys? Yeah. You know, I mean, can, can I would could you go out on a limb and set a, you know, after high school, instead of just going to college, what if you spent four years making ends meet, working wherever and meeting as many people as you could potentially meet? Why, why maybe learning a skill? Like, wouldn't you be better off at 23 than if you had a four-year degree? And I'm not saying don't go to college, but would those years be better spent meeting people and building your network? Or can you do that at college and build your network? Does that make sense what I'm trying to say? Matt, do you want that one or do you want me to grab that one? No, go ahead, John. I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, I think we grew up at a time where you went to college because that was how you grew up a little bit and we didn't have the phones and that was where you networked. Um, I don't have a problem with college. If you're, I think you're either Ivy or your state, number one. I have a problem with the liberal arts majors because you can learn them on YouTube and you can learn them on your own. You should learn engineering. You should learn big data. There's a lot of good things you can go to college for. But the degree alone, it doesn't carry the premium it used to, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a lot to be said about, you know, a young person experiencing college, getting away, becoming self-sufficient, learning how to even find the mess hall, you know, even, even learn, you know, like you have to do that stuff too. So it is a growing up. It's an expensive way to grow up now. I think that's what we're saying. And then we all know we all know the issue of getting into debt and not being an investor in your 20s. So that's the challenge. I <clears throat> I mean, I could care less if my kids stayed out for a year or two and then went. I, 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 I'd be happy if that's what they wanted. I, I, I Like, do live your life, man. Like, whatever you think is the right thing. Obviously, consult with me. Let's get a plan together. But it's not what it used to be. And the return on time and investment is not what it used to be. But um, I think people are figuring that out. You could do community college. I mean, there are other ways. If you're entrepreneurial, like you should be entrepreneurial. I, I told one of the class, somebody in the class, second class, it's like, you really do learn a lot about yourself running a small business. You're forced, you're forced to figure things out and you're forced to learn your skill set, And that's really valuable too. So there's, there's no right way anymore. And that nobody cares. Like, you so, know, like. So to recap, so to re, I mean. I guess it's it's an your journey's your journey and technically you can take care of all that in college but it is a conversation now right where it should be a conversation I don't and I don't think not going to college is a stigma anymore either no. like it was like it was it was it was, it was. I agree. It was. yeah you know yeah. I, I'll just real quick Paul I won't mention any names but you there was a a, a former student of yours who who uh, called me last week you know what I'm talking Ooh, about. It I'm doesn't glad. matter. Good kid, really good kid, in in kind of a in kind of a uh, crossroads in some sense in his life. 
I think trying to figure it out, not quite 25 yet, John, um, but trying to figure out, like, I've done some things. I've gone to college. What do I want to do? You know, a, a, a tough time. Uh, but a smart kid who will figure it out, no doubt. You know, but one of the things we got to, we were talking for a while, and one of the things I said to him, I said, look, if, if you want my advice, if I could tell you anything to do, and it's probably not realistic, unfortunately, but if 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 you want my advice, it would be drop it all, find out who you admire, who's doing what you admire, who's succeeding in, in some way you admire, and ask them if you can just follow them along, mm -hmm. meet their network, John, number two on here, build within their network, create your yep. own network within it. You're not getting paid. They're not giving that your payment is gonna go far beyond any amount of money. And I go, look, I get it. You got bills to pay. We all do. It's not that easy. I'm just saying, I just said, look, if you didn't have any other obligations and you or you could figure it out a way to do it, that's what I would do. Forget all that other stuff. Follow the people who are doing the things you want to do, learn from them, build your network, and I think you'll go far beyond going to some class in, in, in college or anything like that. But um, it's just yeah. – I only bring it up because it just happened last week. I like that. I mean, and even depending on the person, you can encourage them to go backpacking and learn about themselves along the way. You know, if they're if they're big enough and responsible, hey, man, why don't you uh, send yourself to Europe for a month? You know, stay in hostels, go see some cities, like open up your eyes and go see a different world because sometimes people – he's probably – or she felt stuck, right? So sometimes you got to get out. You know, you yeah. got to go live a little bit, right? Which, which is our fourth pillar, which is perspective. And, and John, you yeah. talk about travel. Travel, it's my favorite thing. It's favorite thing to do, bar none. It's like That's travel amazing. with my loved ones. It it changes how I've looked at the world. I can know. It's like that whole moment where you're like, okay, I can't go back anymore. I've, I've just seen something that won't allow me to unsee it now. Right. And travel does that for me. Yeah. So, for example, like we were talking about like, with my 14 year olds, like the different economies, like the economy that we have in a major suburb of a city and mm -hmm. the economy that they have out there, you know, the houses are cheaper, but the income's not as much. And, you know, it's just fascinating. And I even said to my children, I said, who's to say they're doing it wrong. Right. Who's to say, who's to say we're doing it right. You know, and that's the stuff we try to talk about because ultimately I want people to be able to think for themselves. Cause I feel like, I feel like that's how you become successful. Like there's so much programming out there, you know, in the media and everything, and you have to be able to filter it out and you have to know that like, there's so much noise out there. Otherwise, if you just keep getting caught up in it, it's going to just, it's going to run you into the ground. Right. I mean, you guys know, so interesting stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so like, what's the point of financial literacy if you don't know how to have fun and experience life? Like you know the knowledge, the, the knowledge to, to learn what to do with your money is going to lead you to a better life. It's not necessarily how much money, right? I'll go on record. I think I hate the word. I hate the word frugal. Don't be cheap. Don't be cheap. Don't be frugal. Like make your money, live your life. You know, if you go make more money if you can, like if that's your skill set, right? Like how you want to cut expenses to the bone and, and clip coupons on the weekends. I mean, if that's what you like, go do it. I'm not judging you, but um, I would hope you can find a better way, right? <laughs> where where can we find your book and and talk to us a little <laughs> bit about <laughs> life skills and, All right. and 
then we'll save yeah. the subscriber okay. stuff. We'll, we'll talk about sure. your so-called Life Essentials University on the flip <laughs> side of this in a minute. All right, cool. Go, so uh, go ahead. we have a website. It's uh, Bloom Life Skills. That's B-L-O-O-M-L-I-F-E-S-K-I-L-L-S, right, dot com. And there, uh, obviously, we have the course. Um, it's written. Uh, we're going to video. We're going to YouTube. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, we're also going to be teaching on Zoom very soon, uh, redoing the content and just getting uh, – uh, digital delivery. So it's time to get more digital delivery. Uh, so that's Bloom Life Skills. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Bloom Life Skills again. Um, and I do a little more crypto there, a little more investing, a little more markets there. Um, but yeah, like, you know, my view of financial literacy is that we put too much on these young kids. Nobody's helping them. You know, they don't want to learn financial. They don't want to learn personal finance in a very academic way. So Paul, we did not do that. We made it very easy to understand. We gave them graphs and everything. So uh, I have no doubt our, my content, our content's the best. Now I just need to go show people. So that's kind of where we are now. So I'll be doing, Matt, I'm doing a lot of biz dev work this year. Um, top down, state level, local schools up. They'll meet somewhere, you know, and <clears throat> we have the delivery. So it should be fun. Really fun times. Really exciting. You know, you start with the vision three years ago. You get through it. You build some social proof. And then you just keep going, right? So it's starting to, starting to go. Um, I really need to nurture is. it. I need to nurture it, but I'm out. Oh, damn hell, I'm I'm doing it. <laughs> you do wonderful stuff, and at the end of the day, uh, I've come to the conclusion in the schools that an 18 year old can never imagine being 50 years old and financially no, stable. Like they, they, they really they, can't. They, That's they can't yeah. even process that. But they can process five ways to win in life, or they can process 100%. how to make more money. Or how to yeah. sell on Amazon. Like that stuff makes a lot of sense to them. And so, so you know, we make a cognitive decision to teach small business instead of teaching retirement. You know, like that's the point, right? Like you, you want to tell an 18-year-old that if they put money away when they become 60, they're going to be really happy. They're like, screw you. What can yeah. I do now? What can I do but now? It's still, it's still important, but you can get their attention the first way. Right. Back ended. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's great. All right, man. Hey, thanks for being on. Hey, it was uh, great to catch up with my friends from upstate New York. Hey, Absolutely, stay John. Stay on. Uh, go go all Bills. Our all our subscribers, <laughs> we're, we're going to talk 10 more minutes on the flip side. All right. All uh, right. Subscribe today. All right.